The Donut Bag is brought to you by Penn Highway Marketplace, the marketplace for vintage goods, quality collectibles, and handmade crafts. It's where I get all my sports memorabilia. Go to facebook.com slash penhighway. That's facebook.com slash P-E-N-N-H-W-Y and mention I sent you. Okay, before we start, um, I want to bring up, uh, well, we're recording this on Monday evening, which is 9-11. I just wanted to take a minute to remember uh, 9-11 and everything that was associated with it. And, uh, you know, I don't remember anything about, like, last Thursday or Friday, but I remember everything about that day, exactly where I was. I was at work just listening to the radio, listening to uh, WDVE. I remember um, the news saying uh, a second plane is hit. This is not an accident. This is, this is terrorism. And just everything from that moment was just complete chaos. Where where were you that day? Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I remember it crystal clear. I was in a newsroom at that time. I was working for, uh, Blue White Illustrated, it was associated with Rivals.com, which was a new venture back then. Mm-hmm. And we were getting ready. Penn State was ha- hosting Wisconsin uh, that coming week. And we were getting our game prep ready. And I was sitting in my computer in the crawl, which is also kind of new then, came across uh, plane hit World Trade Center. Well, I had been with my girlfriend at the time a couple months prior. We went on top of the World Trade Center. So you know how you do that and you kind of wow. get all into it? Yeah. And when, it's, when I saw that, that came across the crawl. I was very interested because I just assumed, like I think a lot of people did, small plane. Um, so I just went in the newsroom and I asked our editor, hey, a plane hit the World Trade Center. Can you put it up on the big screen? He did just in time to watch the second plane hit. And I remember the gasp in the newsroom. Like we realized at that point, you knew that it wasn't an accident. It was just yeah. the, the, the realization of that. And it just, it was unprecedented joke. Because I mean, normally, you know, you're doing this, you got, you got a set schedule on what you want to do, all thrown totally into a, a loop. What, what do we do? um called my mom you know uh, i think a lot of us did or our dad or whoever that day yeah. we weren't nearby them um you know and i do remember that and um i put it on facebook i think this morning uh there's a young man uh david suarez who was a penn state grad and i wouldn't say he was like my best friend but i knew him and he was in world trade center one when it hit on a 90 wow. floor so he was right there when the first plane hit um you know at that point so you know lost him that day so i remember everything about that and my wife she always talks about uh i she lived in moon at the time and she always talks about how you know right there you're in moon and the planes just stopped for a couple days they weren't flying and how eerie that was to be in moon township and not have the planes like right over your head like they usually are now yeah yeah Um, but yeah it's just everything about that day i remember everything yeah um my uh my daughter was born a month before that she was born in august of 2001 and my wife was at home taking care of her and uh you know obviously we're you know there were no smartphones back then so it was just you know calling on the cell phone and yeah afterwards the entire country just shut down for like couple weeks and you know my you know my daughter obviously was too young and she asked me now it's like what was it like back then it's like we were just and there were no TV um, shows either. No, no, nothing on the TV or the radio. It was all just the news of that. Yeah. Every single station was just fixated on that. Somebody brought that up today when I was talking with them. Um, even ESPN switched over to ABC News coverage 
at the yeah. time. You know, it's like you couldn't even not that you wanted to escape, but I mean, anything you put on, it was on 9-11 coverage. I yeah. mean, it, it unprecedented to this point and hopefully never happens like that again. But I, I just uh, my and I remember my Nana, she she compared it to like their Pearl Harbor. Right. So she was part of the greatest generation. Totally. This is what it was like at Pearl Harbor, you know? Yeah. And yeah. And imagine then there was really no TV to watch. So you're glued to a radio. Right. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so, yeah, um, yeah, it was, it's, it's still, you almost get a lump in your throat thinking about it. Still do. Um, somebody, uh, somebody posted on um, Instagram, uh, like a video of what the, what the new shows were like when you know when that happened and stuff and then like at first i didn't want to look it's like you know i got it we can't forget this we can't ever forget this this feeling of what happened so uh just a sad day just so, so you know so sad we lost so many people that day so um you know our thoughts and prayers are with with everybody affected by that Absolutely. moving on um what the hell was that <laughs> what the you know, hell was that we've done this for a little while together now, I think going on two years and we've had wins and losses, but I, I don't know. Um, I can't remember. And probably I remember the 51 and nothing loss. I remember, I remember that 37 to seven loss to Dallas. And I think it was in 97. Um, and they, they ended up having a decent year that year. And in, in 89, they made the playoffs too. And, uh, but man, Joe, uh, they were unprepared, unfocused, um, you know, Kenny looked awful. The offensive line looked awful. There was uh, so many things you could go around. And I thought uh, you 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 were probably one of the first people I saw tweet about this. The, the the overconfidence thing. I think you even maybe mentioned that last week. And I didn't dismiss you, but I kind of thought I don't know about them being overconfident. You were right. Uh, you know, they 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 win it. They take the ball. They I mean, from the opening kickoff, they say we want the ball. I'm thinking, what are you guys doing? Put the defense on the field. First. Exactly. And what do they do? They go quick pass, jet sweep. And uh, another slant pass, and then Kenny gets put on his butt. I, I mean, it, it looked like everything we thought was changed, everything we saw in preseason, everything we saw in Latrobe this spring, all of that stuff that we were thinking was going to happen, granted against a really great defense, a team I think is going to win the Super Bowl, was just shot to hell in a handbasket. They went right back to the Matt Canada we all hated and, and, and called for his job for. And yeah. it's like they're back and right in our face. They couldn't do anything yesterday. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I don't know what I don't know if it was overconfidence or arrogance or what, but my goodness. That yeah, and it wasn't just one person. It was basically the only person that had a good game was TJ Watt. That's it. Everybody else just sucked. Yeah, and when you when Anthony McFarlane's probably the other better player, you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he looked great on kick returns. He um, did. He did. But, you mean we I mean, I just don't know. I think I think that's what it was. All this anticipation and and in preseason there. You know, Kenny's throwing pass after pass downfield. He's chucking it to Deontay. He's chucking it to Pickens. And and there was, I mean, the time he tried to ch chuck it to Pickens uh, or to Deontay, uh, you know, the pass was high behind him. He had to put on the brakes to try to get it. And his feet out went from out from under him. I don't know what was going on with the field conditions because it looked like the pit game the night before, I didn't see anybody slipping. So I don't know if they were wearing the wrong cleats. I mean, people were slipping. They were falling down. Uh, I didn't see too many 49ers slipping, but I saw a no. whole bunch of Steelers <laughs> slipping, which means one thing, whoever whoever runs the equipment at the Steelers screwed up and had them wearing the wrong shoes on your home turf. I, I know. Right? It's, yeah, Get that wrong in Cleveland or Cincinnati. I get it. Maybe. 
But yeah. in fact, if I, if I recall, from what I'm told, I wasn't at the pit game. It was raining off and on at the pit game, too. So you had that uh, in there. It didn't rain during the Stiller game. So uh, just, I mean. Here's a crazy idea. Maybe don't play games on Saturday night when you have a game on Sunday afternoon. Maybe allow, I don't know, at least 24 hours? Yeah. Goodness. I, I, I don't know how much that could have played into it. Go I, back to Pitt is. Stadium, Pitt. Go back to Pitt Stadium. You go home. <laughs> yes, I said that for years. Get it? If it, I don't care if it's 20,000 seats. Put it back there. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, and, and it led to some concerns. I think we got lucky in, in, in that instance because Kenny got killed. I thought Najee Harris had his head tore off his shoulders the next two set two downs late, or uh, two sets later. That one uh, the linebacker came flying and, and basically destroyed him. That was... Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, you can't let that happen. And, and I mean, the offensive line is a train wreck right now. DJ Moore, uh, you know, DJ Moore looked okay. I, there was one play, I, even I thought, you know, what did you let happen there? He made his initial block. Kenny just held on to the ball too long. Yeah. Uh, so he had to, you know, I mean, you're asking him to do a little too much. Uh, granted, I feel like the 49ers, it, it, when the death settles at the end of this year, providing no, no major injury on their end, I think the 49ers are standing there. And uh, so I think they went up against what, maybe the best team in the NFL, or at least from the NFC. But um, the I think the frustration lies with the offense. The defense, look, in the first 17 minutes of that game, they gave up 17 points. They didn't look great either. Uh, yeah. Patrick Peterson, he may want to stop his podcast. You know, no offense, but uh, – Hey, buddy, if you're going to give – if you're going to announce that the other team has tells, maybe save that for after the game. Maybe not, you know – I don't say they use it as motivation, but don't be. Hey, I, I always say it ain't bragging if you could do it. Well, you didn't do it. You didn't do it. You got burned twice. Yeah. Um, you dropped two interceptions. He did not have a great game. Wallace didn't have a great game. Where were the rookies? Uh, Jay, Joey Ford Jr. had one tackle. I wonder what he would have had if he would have been in there longer. Uh, they looked so good in the preseason. Where were they? Nowhere to be seen. Uh, Why was. Why was Joey Porter? I think he only played like eight snaps. It was yeah. mostly Pat Peterson on the other on the on the outside, and and Joey Porter Jr. barely played all summer. All summer we had you had Joey Porter Jr. out there with the ones, and now he, he's on the bench. What, what what what? Why? Yeah, I I don't get that. Um, and and you know, and add salt to the wound. Now you know, breaking news right before we're recording this. Came Hayward's out eight weeks. Let me tell you something. He's eight weeks is the surgery procedure. I'm no doctor. I just talked to a friend of mine. It is. You imagine picking out 300 pound offensive lineman after you get off a of groin surgery. I think we've lost Cam for a better part of the year. Um, you you've just lost the elite. Now now Leal's out next week too. Uh, I tell you what. You got the Browns coming in on Monday Night Football with a pretty good offensive line. Nick Chubb. I'm worried. Um, I'm even more worried because the Steeler offense looked awful. And and Matt Canada, <clears throat> look, he's been the offensive coordinator for 36 games now. And 27 of those games, that's 75%, they've scored 20 points or fewer. Last year, 21 of the 32 teams averaged 20 more points a game except the Steelers. How this guy has a job is beyond me. I, I told you in our preseason, I told you, I, I don't know where I lost it. My no more excuses sign, I'd be holding it up. Because unless they rally Monday night, I I just don't get it. 
I don't get it, Joe. People say, um, well, this is uh, this is just this is just a failure of execution. It's Kenny Pickett's fault. Uh, it's not Matt Canada's fault. The plays are fine. He just didn't execute. Uh, like you just said, it's 36 games under Matt Canada, 27 of those under um 20 points or less. Why is Kenny Pickett, who is now in his second year, why is he looking that lost? Because be, because because Matt Canada's system is so freaking wonderful. I, I, I don't yeah. I don't. I, don't 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 tell me that it doesn't have anything to do with it. Uh, Kenny Pickett looked like he never he, like like that, that was like his you know second time ever picking up a, up a football. He I, looked I know, look, lost out there. He totally did, and I, I think the the sad part about that was is that's not what we saw in the preseason. We saw a different Kenny. Yeah, uh, seemed like things were gelling, and I get it. I, I mean, and I saw a lot of the comments on the on the on the you know texts or uh, you know on Twitter and Facebook and and. NFL game day and all that, you know, Steeler fans thinking that the preseason's a real season. We didn't, but I think from our aspect of it was in the drives that we saw them, they were doing things we hadn't seen all last year that we've been hoping to see. And they were clicking and yeah, it wasn't a long, it was just a small piece of the pie, but the piece we were given was giving us, giving us confidence going into Sunday. Things were going to be different this year. And Okay. The only thing I can think of is maybe you're going against probably one of the better defenses, if not the best defense in the NFL. I'll, I'll give you that. But I mean, still to look as inept as they did. Um, oh, I mean, it was bad. The only time the offense looked any good was when they did hurry up. And when you do hurry up, that's when you take all the Matt Canada BS and you, and you simplify or whatever. Right. But right. Now, now I said this, and I don't know anything, but other people saying that I heard Doran Dickerson saying the same exact thing. It's like, okay, I'm. It's not just me. There, there might be something there. And remember, remember when Ben Roethlisberger was in this this Matt Canada offense. The only time that offense ever worked was when he said, "Screw it, I'm just going to do whatever I want." Yeah, and I think that's the that's what the, it is. It's a culmination, isn't it? I think the the pissed off fans, the booze. Uh, although I'm not sure if the boos uh, were, were louder, the pit game, but uh, Heinz Field just had a bad weekend as a, as a well, Accursure Stadium, sorry. Yeah. Accursure Stadium had a bad weekend as it was. Um, but I, I think that's it. It wasn't like we're just mad about this game. It's this whole culmination of this has not been the way it is. And I, I think, and the other thing is, I feel like we have the pieces in place for it to be a lot better than what it is. So, and, and then there's also that realization that, they're probably not going to do anything with this guy until the end of the year. I mean, I don't know. Omar Khan's no. different. Omar Khan may, if they go in there next week and they get blown out 31 to three, he may go down, kick, kick the door down and say, you're done. He's nuts in a good way. So I can hold out that hope, but I don't I know. Can, um, I can, I, I could see that because, you know, you know, they wouldn't bring in, a new offensive coordinator. They would just promote whoever the quarterback's coach is. I think his name is Mike Sullivan, which I yeah, mean, be, the yeah. guy's a coach of the Penguins and the guy's, a, I mean, the, the, the guy, the guy never sleeps. He's a coach of, of two, you know, Pittsburgh teams. That's crazy. But, um, but it's not, you know, it, it, it's, it, it's not, well, you can't bring in a new offensive coordinator with a whole new system in the middle of the season, but you can have somebody that calls better freaking plays or yeah. just simplifies the dang thing. I don't know, but uh, this, this is, is just... a, this is a pits. This is a city who recently, over the last let's say 
two decades almost, maybe a little less. They've been spoiled by, hey, we brought in Dan Bilesma and boom, turn around. Here we go. Yeah. Then, they, then he got then he got moldy and, and, and we bring in Sullivan and boom, we win two more cups. And I, I think that they just think, well, uh, and they might be right. I, I don't necessarily I'm advocating for Tomlin to be gone, but I, I will say, hey, Tomlin brought him back. Uh, so, you know, my, my more I, I really do feel like Canada is more the issue than maybe Tomlin is. But. I don't no, know. And Tomlin, Tomlin Tomlin deserves Tomlin deserves uh, blame too because oh, yeah. this is a yet another year where they start off slow. Last year they started one and three. Um, 2019 they started one and three. I think the year before that they started. The only time uh, they they didn't start uh, slow was that COVID year. And I'm sorry, you throw that year out the window. That that year was was insane. But you start slow every single September. That's 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 no coincidence. That's that's on the coaches not preparing them. They're not yeah. getting them ready. They did not get them ready for this game. No, they just. And I realized it was that uh, a 49ers team that's, you know, just steamrolling like they, I mean, they, they're coming in as hot as they were at the end of last year. It didn't look like they skipped a beat. And it looked like we, we were, we should have came in hot too. And it looked like we just kind of went back to, to square one. You know, we didn't look like the team that went seven and two over nine weeks. Things were clicking the preseason. We looked good. Um, you know, and I don't know if a lot of Steeler fans were expecting Pittsburgh to win yesterday. I had them losing in a close game uh, to lose like that was just, I think everybody would be a lot more in a better place if it would have been a 23 to 21 loss or we lose by a field goal in the fourth. Uh, we hung in there. We had to lead for a little bit, whatever. Um, there is such a thing as a good loss. That There's nothing good about that loss yesterday. Um, Kenny Pickett was 31 of 46 for 232 yards, one touchdown and two interceptions that if you didn't see the game, it's like, Oh wow. 232 yards. That's not, that's not too bad. No, he, he's, he stunk. Um, but, but to your point about San Francisco, that is a darn good team. And Brock Purdy had elbow surgery and the dude looked just fine. Um, that is a freaking that offense, not not just the offense, but that is almost like a, a freaking all-star team. Um, Christian McCaffrey is probably the best running back in the NFL. Ayuk uh, 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 is a monster. Uh, Debo Samuel is good. Kip, uh, Kittle is one of the best uh, tight ends in the league. That is, and, and then on the on the defensive side, you have Bosa and that uh, uh, what was his name, Warner that uh. Yeah, he, he uh, Fred cool. Warner is is maybe the, one of the best linebackers in the league. That is a loaded team, and Brock Purdy. I've always I've always trashed him. I, I I didn't think he was he was good enough, but he's perfect for that system. He is the ultimate system quarterback, and he is perfect for because because Kyle, Kyle Shanahan is a genius, and they got the same brain. And it's every almost every play, it's like. Purdy was throwing to a wide open dude. It's like like there were he was almost never getting touched, and someone was always wide open. And that's just their their brain. That's just you know the plays they go. He's the anti Matt Canada. As stupid as Matt Canada is, Shanahan is is that much smarter. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, the separation that Ayuk and Sam, Samuels were getting yesterday was was really pretty concerning. Um, you know, and, and I I mean just different wheel routes, a couple of slants, it's change your patterns up. And, and yeah, I mean, 
it really looked like Pittsburgh didn't know whether to sit or wind its watch uh, to steal a turn from the great Mike Lang. Uh, it was not great, and and they looked just kind of lost. Like I said, you can say, well, at least the defense had Watt had three sacks. Yeah, but all, in the same vein, they gave up 17 uh, points in 17 minutes, and most of that game was played on the other side of the 50-yard line. Percy Harvin again, another shank crappy punt. Oh, my I mean, God. Just it, cut the dude already. I mean, but he was the guy in preseason who was just killing it. And it's like, what happened in these last 17 days? Did you guys did you guys take a trip? Did you go on vacation? Did you just not realize? I, I mean, uh, that's the thing. Now, you do have the extra day. So you got, what, eight days to prepare technically for the Browns. I hope – I really think that this is kind of the, the measuring stick. If they don't come in and at least lose with dignity – Maybe a 17-13 loss if it's going to be a loss. If they get blown out again, I there's going to be trouble. I, I just what, I yeah. just feel – I mean, you know, I, I had them losing to the 49ers, and then I, I actually figured they'd split Cleveland this year. I had them at 2-1 and one in three weeks. Right now, I mean, I, I think – Cleveland looked good. <laughs> now, now, you know – Cleveland destroying Cincinnati gives us hope because obviously Cincinnati is not that bad. And they right. looked they looked even worse. Joe Burrow even looked looked even worse than, than Kenny Pickett. So yeah, you know, yeah. that, that gives you hope that's okay. Yeah, it's week one. Week one is weird. We, you don't know what you have. And that's why I kind of think maybe getting smacked in the mouth is a good thing because there's no like if they lost. 23 21 or something like that they probably thought uh we're still good we just you know it's a good team and then you know they got lucky or whatever it's like when you get smacked in the mouth that bad a total domination you gotta question everything and you better fix it real quick because this is a division game this isn't an nfc game which has less importance this is a division game this is absolutely must win at home well it is it's a great point in in this season really starts this week because we said that. I mean, I don't. Other than the, in the AFC, um, maybe Denver and uh, you know the Texans. I would say don't have a shot at making the playoffs. I think everybody else has a decent shot. Maybe even the Colts now. You know, yeah. uh, they played pretty well against Jacksonville the other day, and Richardson looked like what I thought he would. He's looking like a stud. Yeah. Uh, every game counts, and even that Raiders game that might be that might make, decide a wild card down the road. So I I would take solace and at least they know this Browns team they know how to play against them, but man I tell you if you if you let Miles Garrett run loose like you did these guys it's going to be a long night for Pittsburgh. Uh, the Browns have a new uh, defensive coordinator and he seems to really have improved that defense and yeah. uh, I mean uh, uh, Deshaun Watson didn't look great but. Nick Chubb is is amazing and yeah you know you know let's talk about the injuries Cam Hayward out for who knows how long maybe okay. 4 weeks maybe 8 weeks maybe the whole season like you said I don't know uh Deontay Johnson I hope that's nothing bad with the hamstring cuz I mean he is he is their number one receiver that would that would stink Yeah I mean now all of a sudden you you you're pretty much relying on Allen Robinson to step up which I I have confidence he could be a guy that could probably fill that role. Um, I worry about Deontay, though. I mean, mentally, right? Like, last year, no touchdowns. He's the kind of guy that could say, hey, you know what? This just hasn't worked out. Um, and that's the thing, too. If this keeps going on this long, you know, these players are going to lose confidence in Matt Cannon real quick. You know how it is in today's mm -hmm. NFL. Guys like him and, and Pickens are not going to want to stick around. 
So they they have a lot to figure out here in the next cup in these next eight days, and, and they better show up for Cleveland. That's all I gotta say. This can't be a thirty-one to three route. This cannot be you know that bad. This has got to oh be my a God. competitive oh game. And I'll, I hate to say that because it's Cleveland, but um, and hats off to the Browns because they're looking great. Um, you know, <laughs> fans deserve it, but you better make this close because I'll take a Browns loss if you're at least again in the game. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, we do this podcast next week and we're sitting here, they're 0-2 after being blanked by, you know, more than three touchdowns almost both times. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh we made me <laughs> trouble in River City as my dad. I mean, we've seen this happen before. You bring up 51 nothing. That was to the Browns. And then they lost the next week to the Bengals, I think, 41-10 to or something like that. 42-10. to 10. Yeah. Two to ten, there because it's yeah. good job, good memory. That's funny. You yeah. you have a good memory. Um, there was another time under uh, Tomlin where they started absolutely horrible, and I remember, uh, I remember, um, uh, I'm sorry, under under Cower, they they started out horribly one time. Yeah. Um, there was, and then the year they went to England. Um, they started at zero and four or something like that. That was a, that was a waste of a year. So yeah, Cower, Cower, Bill Cower had his own faults with that too. You know that that ninety seven yeah. team they started off bad and then they swung things around, became eleven and five. I, I guess it's a lot, right? It's week one, and I always kind of hate week one. It's it's the hardest for handicapping. It's hardest. Oh for yeah, handicapping. you just never really know. I mean, you have an idea. Yeah, I mean, everyone knew kind of 49ers would be good. The Eagles would probably be good. Uh, but it's the teams like the Steelers. You're kind of like, well, what what team are we going to get here? Uh, and that's the same thing with the Browns. Like, I had the Browns at the bottom of the AFC North. It wasn't out of disrespect. It's just that the AFC North so cutthroat killer. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it's it, now, it, you know, the Browns are 1-0. And, and, look, the Ravens lost Dobbins. He's gone. Yeah. Um, you know, that boy, that kid has had a rough go of it in the NFL. That um, stinks. Yeah. So so now it's it, it's really anybody's go. And, and that's what it was. It was like, wasn't we only saw Deshaun Watson, what, we week 11 on so i just didn't know to put where to put the browns based on i'm not sure what we saw last year versus this year and uh but you're right with with the browns coming in it's a division game it's huge i I feel like they can get by if they split so many series but i think they got a i think they got a sweep either one of these three to have a chance of making a playoffs so i don't know um they better get their act together because that's that's the thing with the nfl joe you know the nfl and, and college football right um they're the shortest seasons we can go through a losing, you know, you can have a bad month in baseball, hockey, uh, right. the NBA. Heck, you can crash in a couple races in NASCAR and still, you know, make the playoffs and possibly win the, the NASCAR championship. Um, you crash too much in the NFL, there's no recovery. I mean, it's, right. you know, you're just, yeah. they, that's, they always start that, right? Because somebody, nope, somebody's going to start 0-3 here or something like that, and they're going to start throwing the stats. Teams that are going 0 3 have a 17 percent chance. Of- <laughs> How do you want to Damn. I dude. hate those. I hate those stats. It's every single time they they come out with those. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's always that first month review. Um, boy, and I couldn't have started off worse. You can only hope it gets a little bit better. Yeah. And then there was the thing where about half the stadium was filled with 49ers fans. So I, I don't yeah, get this. You said that on Twitter. And I, I talked to three of my buddies today in the car. I had a long ride today. And uh, all three of them sold their, sold their Steeler tickets for no less than 400 bucks. Um, okay. But did they sell them like, 
did they just blindly you know put them for sale and then not yes. know who, who picked them up yeah that's right. it it reminded me my wife and i we had penguin season tickets for years and years and years and we would always sell our Toronto Maple Leafs games because the Leafs fans would pay oh, yeah. an absorbing amount. I mean, uh-huh. it could be like a Tuesday night game in October, and they're forking over two hundred bucks a ticket. And I mean, the, the Toronto people take over the town. It is well, crazy I mean, the are here, and it's so. I guess you know, and I guess I talked to some pit people. I guess the San Francisco fans were at the pit game too. You okay, know, just, you know, whatever. I guess makes they sense. Up. Yeah. So, but. Yeah, come on, season ticket holders. Uh, really? So, I don't I get. Mean, I don't. Yeah, that's okay. So you know, these these people aren't selling tickets because you know. At, at first, I thought it was like, you know, like these rich San Francisco people coming in and you know, like like the million dollar man just offering you know money. It's like, ah, ha, ha, I'm gonna take your tickets and you have no choice. <laughs> Everybody has a price for the million dollar man. No, it's they're just they're putting up the tickets. But the question is, why are they putting up the tickets? This is the home opener. Why would you even try to sell those tickets? In the first home opener in what, like six years? Right. And right. Like, and it's I, I looked at that and I have rewound the TV. I'm like, damn, that's a lot of red. You know, and then I think Paul Zeiss maybe tweeted, this is maybe the most uh, fans he ever saw, you know, visiting fans take over a Steeler stadium like that. I mean, that's something that we're usually proud of. It's usually, you know, Yinzers take over. But, I mean, you know, it's just – I uh, – and, and that's the thing. If that game were in San Francisco, you know there would be like 30,000, you know, Steeler Nation guys and girls there right. waving their terrible towels. Right. And it happens everywhere. Uh, I I couldn't get over that Chargers Jets ge- or that Chargers Dolphins game when uh, Waddle goes over or no I mean uh, Tyree Kill goes over the sidelines and he's twirling that Miami Dolphin towel and there's thousands of Miami I mean the Charger fan base has to be the worst fan base in all professional sports Oh yeah um, yeah there's there look much better with all that red and that, that wasn't Heinz that wasn't Heinz ketchup T-shirts in the stands <laughs> um, so in September of 2015. San Francisco was here and I was at that game. There were a few 49ers fans. Nothing like nothing like because uh, apparently so uh, <laughs> I didn't I I may have um not watched the whole game because I was so damn mad. But but <laughs> in the end the, apparently at the at the end like all the the Steelers fans left and it was just all the 49ers fans in the stadium really taking it over and it's like wow wow i've never i mean that's that's crazy but maybe it's like the toronto thing the reason why there's so many toronto fans is because you can't get a ticket for a a leafs game in toronto it costs too much it's cheaper to come down to pittsburgh and get a a ticket there maybe it's cheaper to to fly to pittsburgh to see your team they say they say that that about san francisco i mean i never thought we'd talk about this on the podcast but what's that show where they they look at the three houses on HGTV and then they pick a, my wife and I will watch that. And like they're in San Francisco, there's no parking at all at these houses. And it's like, you know, a bedroom and a half, a bathroom and three and a half million dollars. <laughs> right. Like, right. And uh, right. You know, a, 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 a house that would cost 50,000 in Pittsburgh, would, you know, cost 3 million in, in San right. Francisco. So yeah. That might be the thing. Maybe, you know, they, they just travel because it's cheaper to fly to Pittsburgh and go to a Stiller game. In Pittsburgh, to just go to 49ers game in, <laughs> in San Francisco. So, um, yeah. yeah, Joe, a lot of a lot of problems to fix. A lot of concerns with Cam, Deontay. Uh, uh, you know, they're louder milk and the boys better step it up. 
one thing that brings me a little bit of hope about that is supposedly the defensive line is supposed to be, you know, that have a lot of depth there. So maybe, maybe Benton can, can play more. I mean, yeah. um, But I tell you, I mean, it's, you're asking a lot because you you talked about Christian McCaffrey being about the best back in the NFL. I would agree with that. Uh, But I I tell you, I think, I think Austin Eckler and Nick Chubb are right there in tier B. I mean, that I mean, and, yep. and Chubb, that's kind of running. He likes he likes coming right at you, so they are going to have their hands full on Monday night. Yeah, you cannot, you know. And I mean, there have been a lot of changes on that defense from last year to this year. And they said, "Well, that's okay because it's mostly veterans, and they'll all figure it out." Like, really? I don't care. <laughs> I don't care who you are. You're you're not just going to magically figure this out. It's like, ah. <sighs> Yeah, just, just I, wear I, the right shoes, people. It's it's. I think why it's so daunting right now to Steeler fans or, or you and I doing this is there's just so much it needs fixed. It's not like one thing. It's like, well, hey, you know, uh, we held the 49ers to 17 points, we lost, but you know, the offense got a. It's just a Matt Canada thing. I mean, it was a defense thing. It was an offensive thing. It was a special teams thing again. It was a coaching thing again. It was an execution. I mean, I, oh, I mean, we've lost some home openers, but they weren't like this. Yeah, I, be- I believe this. I've, I think I saw that this was the worst loss, the worst home loss of the Tomlin era. And I, I believe that. I believe that. And I'll tell I you, I mean, everyone says, well, he's such a robot in his post game. I sat there and watched post game. He looked a little PO'd. Uh, I, oh, I yeah. think I, it's been a while since I, I saw him. You know, he was kind of sitting there doing this and doing that. I always tell my my son, I can, I can tell he'll tell me, well, I'm not mad, dad, but he's, you know, doing this. <laughs> right, you get to, like, I know you're mad. Your right? words say one thing, your body says another thing. Your body yeah. says another um, thing. I mean, if he gets that from me, because I got the body language too. But he's, <laughs> but Tomlin had the body language. He was kind of shifty. You know, the cross was swinging. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. I and maybe, maybe that's what they need. I hate to be talking about this in week one. Um, might as well have been week zero because they laid an egg pretty much. But um, hopefully that lights the spark that needs to be lit. And at least it's a familiar opponent. At least it's not like another NFC opponent they haven't seen in a while, like the Lions or, or somebody, the Bears or somebody coming in. At least it's a familiar foe that they've had success with recently. So I don't know. They they just need the, – the biggest thing they need is to get Kenny Pickett right. Hopefully that was just a bad game. That was just, yeah. you know, just a, just a brain fart or whatever. Get him right. Get him to make make some good throws, and that would that would hopefully set everything off. You know the 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 defense. You know make make the offense have sustained drives, so the defense doesn't have to be out there all the time. Because I think I mean generally they play well against Deshaun Watson. So, um, yeah, you know, and and I mean, not the, not the trash Highsmith, but he was going against like the best tackle on the planet well, so, I mean, that, that, that you know he's going he's going to hall of fame i mean he'll oh, be yeah. in canton in a few years it's no question he's probably he's arguably the best in his position in the entire league yeah. um you talk about the run though that reminds me of one other thing i hadn't wrote down here it seemed to me like we just abandoned the run right away like and i get it i, I know their defensive line was tough but like we weren't going to harris we weren't going to warren i mean we were going to McCoy, we were going to anybody I'm thinking, yeah. well, guys, I mean, establish the run a little bit. Try, I know it seems you, you got down a little bit. Get back to the run a little bit. They just – and, again, is that a Matt Canada thing? I don't know, but it was just 
total just chaos and just, I don't know. And despite all that, a, a, a horrible first half, they come back and they score a touchdown and it's 20 to seven. It's like, okay, wow. Right. We're only down two scores. That's not bad. An entire half to go. And then because they decided to, and they won the toss and decided to take the ball, 49ers get it right back. And immediately before people even get to sit back down, McCaffrey runs down the field and oh my God goodness that yeah, was just I left, I left and came back and i see him going down the field i'm just like no and um, then you look at the replay and a couple guys got blocked into into the next county oh Ayuk just it looked like keystone cops Ayuk just killed a guy. <laughs> i mean it, wallace had it i mean he would i don't want to pick on anybody too individually but wallace had a horrible game in the backfield horrible um oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. there's so much that needs to be corrected in only eight days. I, I just hope they can do it. <laughs> I mean, really, we sitting here and do this. There's probably two guys somewhere in Stowe, Ohio right now doing the Brownies podcast, and they got a lot to be excited about and a lot to be pumped up about coming into this you know, game. Yeah. It, it, it's funny. I was on a Browns podcast a, a, a few weeks ago, and they were asking about Kenny Pickett. And, you know, they say they said, well, what if he's not good? I'm like, what are you talking about? That's impossible. Of course he's good. He'll, of course he'll be better. What are you? What? Are, that's not even a, a possibility that Kenny Pickett could possibly be, be as bad as last year. There's no way. Then you remember Matt Canada was the offensive coordinator. And- that's exactly what I said. It's like, well, but, but, but what if he sucks? Is like, if if Kenny Pickett has a bad year, it's because of Matt Canada. So fine. Yeah, he's done. So yeah. Yep. Oh boy. Oh boy. I did not expect it to be like this. <laughs> this I, is the last thing I expected. <laughs> me, me either. So, I know, I was, yeah. We Ooh. will see. We will see. Uh, yeah. Oof, 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 oof. Just, just please, please, please play well against the Browns. Please. That's all you can hope for. I mean, at this That's point, all they, you can hope. That's all you yeah. can do is hope. Yep. All right, sir. I I'd like to say I feel better now. I'm just actually even more angry. Glad <laughs> <laughs> it can help, right? Yeah. yeah, really. You know, you think you know if you vent and you just get it out, you do feel better. I was like, no, no, I'm just, I'm just not. Now I'm even more angry. <laughs> right. I'm actually. I love that uh, that Mean Joe Green statue. That is amazing. That came from Canton. Thanks. That came from Canton, Ohio. No uh, way! Wow. We actually had a fantasy draft there. Uh, back then they were allowing you to do it for a cheaper price. So we, we did it there. And I just picked up that, that guy there. I thought it was kind of cool. So very cool. Thank you. Very Thank cool. You. All right, sir. Well, I'll, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Joe. Take care. See you.